welcome back to the third episode of O Word Podcast, where we start with a word and end with a story. My name is Johnny Ha, and happy National Pretzel Day, everyone. It's also a, it's also some other holiday, but uh, this page that like, gives us some hints, business some, administration some tips. day. No, no, that's that was two days ago. Oh, yeah, but uh, they give some tips here that uh, about how to celebrate National Pretzel Day that I'm gonna start with a little bit. So, um, number one is to get your Bavarian on. Uh, two is for a pretzel crawl. Three is to make your own. So you can figure out the first one on your own. So yeah, so this podcast, um, we're going to start with a word. Time out, though. You didn't introduce me. I didn't introduce myself. You didn't introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Omar. Okay, you can go now. Okay, my name is Johnny, in case I didn't. No, you didn't. It's just that you didn't introduce me. It just... Oh. It hurt my feelings. This is my friend Omar. Um, And in this podcast, we started with a word, and our word was direction. And then we found our own articles, and now we have our stories slash article, slash biography, slash whatever you found on Google, and we're going to share it with each other. Right. I'm hoping we don't have a repeat. Well, we shouldn't have a repeat from last <laughs> week's episode. We we have another middleman. Third man. party. Yeah, so we don't have the same thing this time. Yeah. Unless our person didn't do their job. That's highly possible. Yeah. We'll, we'll find Just out. equally as likely as picking the same topic. But uh, yeah, we had direction this time. Yeah, so direction. Uh, so do you want to start this time, or you want me to? You know what? I say we stick to this format. You can go first right, with your shorter one, and I'll finish off with the longer one. Finish off strong. Okay. <laughs> so the title of my article is: When you give birth, your body dot 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 rips. That might suck a little less if we talked about it more. So um, when you give birth, your body rips. Yeah. So, in case you didn't realize, um, it's not about men, because nothing rips on us when birth is given. Okay, that's good to know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, uh, I'm going to just start off with the background of this person. Uh, Her name is Emily Oster. So, she's pretty uh, pretty educated. Uh, She's an economist. Oh, this is a writer? Yeah, writer okay, of the okay, article. Okay, cool. So she's written two books before. Um, later, it's mentioned that she wrote one on babies, like a baby book, and one about pregnancy. Okay, so she has a little bit of experience with it. Um, yeah, but I mean, all mothers have a little bit of experience with that. That's true. But she has that and some books. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, so, so basically, um, she talks about how uh, there are a lot of things about uh, pregnancy, like during and post-pregnancy. So like post-birth. Yeah, I was going to say, what about before? But before you're just not pregnant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> before you're fine. Then you get pregnant and then uh, a lot of stuff happens. And she's just talking about how uh, it sucks, but it makes it better when you talk about it. I. Yeah, pregnancy, I think it's one of those things that I'm glad i'll never get to experience yeah but it, it definitely I, sucks. I appreciate moms yeah i appreciate in, i was born in, thanks mom yeah moms were going through that that uh doesn't sound like a fun time and uh this this article i found won't make it sound like more of a fun time it makes it sound worse but it will make us more appreciative but the title is like it sucks but it won't suck so bad because we talk about it are you saying that 
it sucks, and since we talked about it, it sucks more. No, no, it's gonna suck, but um, you expect it. You see it coming. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. It's like yeah. So it's like a blindfolded car crash, but like now we've taken off the thing. Now you can see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The big, big eighteen wheeler coming for you. It's like, would you rather your pilot tell you the engines are gone and we're gonna crash, <laughs> or would you rather just crash? You know. Yeah. Um. Well, we're, we're about to find out, and you can decide. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll assume the position of a mother to be, and I'll let you know if I'm more excited or less excited. Pretend you're like 19-year-old Maria Ledesma, who's listening to this podcast right now. Okay. I was a big baby, too. I was 10 (laughs) pounds, so. Yeah, yeah. I'm positive that doesn't help me. Well, that's kind of mentioned a little bit, too. All right. Well, let's get into it. So, uh, the reason why this person uh, talked about tears is because um, it was from a friend telling them their experience. So they were just talking to their friend. Uh, I think their friend just had a baby um, about a week or so uh, after the baby came out. The friend came talk to this um, author or writer, journalist, uh, whatever you want to call it. She's an economist. Um, And she told her friend that she had a fourth degree vaginal tear stretching from her vagina all the way to the anus. Is that the most severe? Um, yeah, it is. Okay. Thankfully. Thankfully, that's the most severe. But that's still pretty, really Oh, bad. yeah, I guess any further tear from that would be, like, belly button to nose, right? Oh, my goodness. But the other way, like, yeah, yeah, around yeah. the back. Like, belly button down to the butt, up the back. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty uh, gruesome. And... Like the author was saying, everyone kind of knows that there are things that happen during birth physically that are not fun, but no one really hears about the details or like the more extreme things that could happen as in vaginal tears. That sounds terrifying. Yeah, I don't think anyone talks about it because the population rate would drop. And people would be terrified. They should be telling this in like India and China, bring down that population a little bit. That's crazy. Fourth degree, though. Why do you think they picked those degrees? You're about to find out. Okay, cool. <laughs> I explained the degrees in a bit, so we uh, we, we find out. So, um, yeah, so she talks more about how liter- literature is lacking in certain topics. Like, uh, they don't talk about what physically happens to the mom after the baby arrives, but they do talk about, like, when the mom's pregnant, that she's a vessel to be cherished and protected, as mm-hmm. Emily says. And after the baby, you're a, quote, lactation-oriented baby accessory. But they don't talk about physically what happens, like, the right after the Yeah. And I feel like that's a, it's something I feel like people would want to know when you get into it, you know, like the pros and cons. No, no, I feel like that's something you wouldn't want to know when you get into it. What? No, or maybe you when you're already in the con. middle of it, you'd want to know, but I feel like getting into it. That would just incite panic. Like during it, like, hey, uh, also this thing happens where like your vagina yeah, tears. But I, I feel like at that point, you're like, well, I'm having this baby, so here we go. But like before, it's like, I don't want to ride the roller coaster. <sighs> Like, would you rather be strapped into the roller coaster and they're like, there's four loop-de-loops, or would you rather see it from the line and be like, no, I'm good. I'm no, good I'd on. rather be, I'd rather know, like, hey, there's four loop-de-loops on this thing. You're down for it? It's like, 
Sure, I'll take the risk. But I, yeah, 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 my yeah, vagina doesn't but tear like, on these loops. I'll never get on a roller coaster unless I'm strapped in. Yeah. I've never been on the, the, the Ring of Fire, the circle one. I've oh, never dude, done it. The one at carnivals mm-hmm, where they set mm-hmm. up in one day. And they hang you upside. Yeah, that's another thing. Anything that's set up in a day <laughs> is not a trustworthy ride. What about... Uh, like Disney World, they don't tear it down at the end of the night. It's bolted to the ground. They should. To make it exciting. Like, what's more exciting than that, than, than risking your life? What more... Like, what more can you do to get more of an adrenaline rush? Skydiving. Yeah. Just go skydiving. Yeah, yeah. Skydiving. <laughs> Skip the ring of fire. It even feels more legit. All I'm right. fun. Okay, so, um, uh, obviously, these vaginal tears happen with vaginal birth, and there's a lot of variation, um, between the tearing. I was thinking, is there stuff? some other kind of birth? But yeah, they have the C-section. Yeah, so. C-section and stuff. So like that doesn't hurt your vagina. Like, where else can babies come from? But uh, the tearing uh, usually involves the perineum, which is the area between the vagina and the anus. I think okay. guys have it too, because like we pee, we use and our poop. we, we poop too. Poop. Yeah, we yeah, use yeah. some of the. I guess it's that muscle. Don't quote me on that. Uh, but yeah, it usually tears that direction, like between the vagina and anus. But it can also tear the other way in the direction of the clitoris. Um, so that's terrifying. But, you know, some women don't tear at all, apparently. Uh, although most do. Oh, so it's a common thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so okay. apparently most women do experience this, uh, at least with the first baby. Okay. So, yeah. So, I don't know. That, that's crazy. But... Um, that's a so a first degree laceration. It's just like minor and it just heals on its own. You don't need stitches or anything. Uh, second degree, there's like more of the muscle tear, and um, it doesn't extend all the way to the anus. So that's a plus of a second degree. Uh, but I'm assuming you need stitches to get that fixed. And third and fourth degree, you know, it goes all the way to the anus, and they just differ on the uh, deepness of the laceration. Mm. Okay, so the commonality of these tears are, like I said, on the minor side, it's pretty common, but about 1% to 5% of women experience the serious 3rd and 4th degree tears. Like, that's a lot. 1 in 5? No, no, no. 1 to 5%. Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Is it a lot? I mean, like, would you want... Okay, so there's like 100 bullets were shot at you, 5 of them, you have a 5 of them might hit you? Yeah, that's how it works. What do I get? So it's a... I get at, a human child. At most, a 1 in 20 chance that your va- vagina is going to tear to your anus, Omar. I like the odds. <laughs> You're about to have a baby I then. I those odds. Okay, so of course people might think, you know, what can you do? And uh, this author says there's not much you can do. Not get pregnant. Yeah, honestly. Adopt. Yeah, abstinence. Because if you have sex, you're going to get pregnant, your vagina's going to tear, and you're going to die. Probably. But uh, there's not much you can do. Uh, Other than, obviously, not get pregnant. But if you get pregnant, uh, the only thing you can really do is, like, use warm compresses on the perineum during the pushing stage of labor. And that can prevent, like, the severe tears. If I imagine telling the doc, like, I need a warm compress now. And they'll be like, what? what are you talking about? I guess it's, uh, what's it called? A midwife. Ah, a midwife. But I bet you they know to do that, She'd right? be more chill about it, right? The midwife, like, 
oh yeah, you know, it's it's a five percent chance that you're gonna yeah, let's, end let's up just tearing this, so you're just good. Do it. We'll be fine. So, um, it's a lot more common for vaginal trauma when an episiotomy, episiotomy is performed, which is uh, when when the doctor like cuts the vagina to help the baby come out. Oh yeah, that would make sense. It would be yeah. more common if. Yeah, yeah. It's that like uh, it's like when you have a bag of snacks and you have they have the little cut, the little laceration to make it easier to open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like if there's already cut there, of course it's easy to pull open. Yes. But like, if there's no cut, you know you gotta get scissors and stuff, which the doctor does, and uh, it it makes it worse. But that's not done as often because it can lead to tearing. So <laughs> so uh, people don't do that. Okay, so um, this author also answers the question. Is it going to hurt to pee and poop? So, like, that's a big deal. You pee and poop a lot in your life. Yeah, but, I mean, it's really only for two weeks of your life, right? Um, Is that what you said, recovery time? Did you say recovery time? Uh, I don't think I mentioned recovery time. Am I making stuff yet. up? Yet. Okay, cool, cool, cool. We finna find out. Finna find out. But, um, yeah, it, of course, with a lot of vaginal births you're gonna have something wrong with your vagina because like a big old baby just came out of it but um so let's see oh yeah so it's saying when you pee it will sting and apparently that's from like the acidity of pee so like you, like what do you what are you gonna do about that you know you can't even do anything about that just all these the burn oh god <laughs> oh because of a tear oh that's so terrible imagine you getting a tear anywhere near your pee pee hole i would cry yeah I don't, so much like the birth process already sucks and now hearing this it's like oh it's super super sucks you know how moms say like some moms say like oh it's so cool to have a the beauty a, of birth yeah whatever, a living yeah. thing growing in you that's that's terrifying yeah, that's I've seen like, the movie Alien. I was about to say that's that's like the plot of a movie being scary, and then yeah, it has to come out of you. It's there's a movie. It's called Alien. I have yeah. a small hole, and there has to be a laceration made by. There's John Alien. Carpenter's thing. Yeah, his name's John Carpenter. No, no, that's a different movie. John Carpenter's thing. Oh, we need to watch more movies. You and I. I think I need to watch more movies. Um, but speaking of cutting, uh, there are C sections. But yeah, with yeah. that, they, like, numb your stomach and stuff with, like, an anesthesia and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. So, with that, it makes it hard to poop. So, like, for, it says, it'll be a couple of days before you can even have your first bowel movement. And even then, it takes a while after that to even fully heal. It says your stomach has to wake up. Um, they so put it to sleep hard. They put it to sleep. Horse tranquilizers or something. <laughs> so, like... To, to help women be able to use the bathroom, uh, give them stool so- softeners or laxatives. So you mm. have to, like, make diarrhea happen, like, on purpose. Yeah, but I feel like I'd rather have difficulty pooping than stinging peeing. I don't know, dude. I, I poop every single morning. Also, I feel like C-sections are less painful, right? Yeah, I mean, there's less risk of vaginal tearing because... Yeah, it's yeah, not but going yeah, out it's also <laughs> all, like, you don't have to do any pushing, do you? Ah, uh, no. And I think they just put you to sleep. Yeah, so, I mean, 
But I mean, that's more of a surgery. Like, yeah, that's it's an dangerous. invasive yeah, surgery. All oral surgeries are dangerous, but I mean, people die in childbirth. Yeah. So there's yeah. that risk too. I mean, the um, Dude, moms have it rough. Like, our mortality rate from birth is like super high, right? Oh, you watched that uh, that video? What video? You should watch that. Like, it was like a Philip DeFranco video. It was like about moms in the United States. Their um, their risk of something. I think it might have been like mortality rates. Yeah, yeah, I know mortality rates really high, but yeah. Like for a developing country in the US, it's, it's oddly high. It's pathetically high. Yeah, and I forgot why. I don't remember the details. Yeah, I don't know why either, but like that's crazy. That's scary. I don't know. Go for the C section. Yeah, but take I mean, my like, advice, me, an uneducated boy. Uh, <laughs> a man that has not ever had a kid and will never have a kid. Talk to your husband and be like, I think I'm going to have a C-section. When he asks why, say, I was listening to this podcast. And tell him you, you're you going to do whatever you want to do because it's your body. And There you go. You you get to decide if you're, you want to risk a vaginal tear or not. Actually, yeah, don't take my advice. Make your own decision. Talk <laughs> do to your whatever doctor. you want. Consult your doctor. I bet you the doctors know more than us. You think? They're only <laughs> practicing, Johnny. They're not even like real That's doctors. That's true. They, They're practicing all doctors medicine. are just practicing. Yeah. <laughs> Why are all the doctors practicing? No one's doing it on purpose. Like we should open up our own hospital and be like, our doctors aren't practicing. That's the, not a bad slogan. Like they're performing. We don't. Ooh, ooh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. They don't practice. They perform medicine. You practice at rehearsal. You perform. Okay, that's all I got. But at, at the show at Broadway, at show perform. You perform. Ooh, we should, we're not going to go to med school or anything, but we should start a place and say like, hey, put this on a billboard. (laughs) Go back to old Morgan City and uh, tell them to do that. But, um, but yes. You can't be giving out all our private information like this. That's true. We'll edit that out. Like you keep saying our city, you you keep naming people we know. I'm like, oh my God, I I hope we edit this out. (laughs) And we don't because we're too lazy. They know where you live. They know where I live. Yeah. They know your mother's name. Mm Mm-hmm. They no. know the car you used to drive, the Batmobile. I, I yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I'm gonna stop exposing you, but you don't live there anymore. Um, the lady's name I mentioned is still your mom though, and you don't have the car anymore, so you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I had to get all rid of all of them within the last. Your mom? <laughs> well, now this week, yeah, I'm gonna have to get rid of my mom. Oh, uh, sure, so mom. Just to save her. Yeah, save her life. That's nice witness protection. All right, so back to um, vaginas post birth. Um, according to one medical medical description, they say after birth, the vagina will be capacious. Uh, Define capacious. I don't know what capacious means, but I'm gonna assume it's not good. You want me to look it up? Yeah, can you look, look capacious, up capacious real quick? But uh, I can I can continue. Um, yeah, keep going. So we're we're nearing the end, but uh, the author talks about like. When people talk to mothers after the birth, they always ask about the baby, mm-hmm. but they never ask about the mom. And that's so true. Because people are like, oh, how's your baby? It's so cute. How's your baby doing? Are okay, you sleeping okay? Okay, that's not true. No one says your baby's so cute. Babies are like the ugliest freaks of nature no, no. when they come The out. problem is people say that the babies are cute, and they're not. They're hideous, right? You give give them a month. They're like slimy little wrinkly balls. They're disgusting. And they're always like really red. Really, really red. Like give it a month. Like after a month, you know, then they start getting a little cute. But like when they first come out, yeah. the baby ugly. Uh, it means having a lot of space inside. Roomy. Uh, she rummaged in her cave. 
Capacious? Right. Capacious handbag. Ooh, I'm Is that how you say <laughs> it that? said handbag and not something else. Hold up, hold up. Capacious. Ew. Capacious. What is that voice? It, it, I don't know. What website is that? It's just Google. Look, look. Capacious. I've never heard that voice. Well, that's strange. That's how you say it. So. Well, capacious. So there's that. Um, but yeah, there, this lady Emily talks about how you know moms aren't going to talk about their their intense tearing if it happens, but it's nice <laughs> to talk about how the moms are doing after you know after birth. From now on, anytime I hear, like, a baby was born, I'm going to go to the mother. I'm like, I hope everything heals well, and I hope the tear doesn't sting too bad. No. Yeah. Like, honestly, I, I, now, every time normalize I hear it, someone... Just normalize it. Someone has, like, a baby or something, all I can think about is, like, oh, my God. I'm so sorry you had to go through that. That is so scary. I hope the thing we talked about in this podcast with the word direction on episode three doesn't of happen all to word you. podcast. <laughs> promotion everywhere i hope that didn't happen to you and i hope you're doing well and your baby's not that cute give it a month give him yeah give him all straight answers and they'll never talk to you again yeah but uh you know what so that that's the end of the article but that makes gives me a new appreciation for moms and uh the birthing process i've always had appreciation for it yeah i have respect for it because it's like a greater appreciation yeah for sure because it's like uh, yeah, you know, stuff happens, but, like, when you hear about the details of what could really happen, like, in extreme circumstances, that is scary. Yeah. And uh, that's why I'm never getting pregnant. That's why I don't like hospitals. There's such a atmosphere of danger and dread in hospitals. That's true. I've always, uh, I used to say I wanted to be a doctor as, like, a kid. Like, up to, like, maybe 12. I say that now so people stop asking what I want to do. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be a doctor. No, but it's, like, I I used to say that, but now it's, like, doctors only see sick people. You know, once they're, once people are feeling good, for the most part, once people are feeling good, you know, they leave. You only see the sick people or uh, the people that are dying or dead. That's depressing. I wouldn't want to work with babies either because... I mean, yeah, you get some babies, but they're not cute, like we said. But then you also yeah. deal with, like, miscarriages and stuff. It's like, that's super Dude, depressing. So many people in college always say they want to do, like, prenatal yeah. nurse or prenatal doctor so you and stuff. You just say, like, I'll pray for you. Cause... Yeah, like, sure, babies are cute, but, like, dealing with the bad parts of that, of babies and moms and stuff, that's like, sad. past birth, anytime you see a baby, it's going to be a bad thing. Well, I mean, vaccinations. Vaccinate your babies. But, I mean, other <laughs> than that. Sending out messages. To... <laughs> no, I mean, it's it's scary. But props to people that do it. Because it's, uh, it's not an easy or super a, fun yeah, job. Yeah, it's a job that needs to be met. It's a profession that someone needs to fill it. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. That's a job that, I mean, you got to have a calling of something for that. You got to love babies. One month after and right out the womb, I guess. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, I mean, that was a pretty uh pretty heavy topic. Yeah, it's a little graphic. A little um, graphic. I'm glad you didn't have pictures or anything, because I I can't medical things make me nauseous and stuff. Okay. Yeah, we're definitely not gonna look up pictures. Mm-hmm. And do it on your own time, people. Um. So I guess we'll move on to my report. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Wikipedia page. John Cena. What? No, oh, no. oh, oh. I forgot to mention why, like, my article fit well, Yeah, where do you... Okay, is it the tear? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, okay. so basically, it was saying, like, the tear could go the direction of the anus or the other direction. All right, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. So that, that was what it, <laughs> that's why I used my article. I didn't um, want to talk about this you for no reason. Like, I tried, like, last podcast when we said uh, elbow grease. I was like, elbow grease. Like, I, we finally reached... Oh, oh, right, right, right. I'm sorry. Uh, I'll do that next time. I'll say so in the clitoris direction. Let's see how that goes. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, so there's, we'll start my report. Uh, do you want to guess what it is? Uh, one direction. Yeah, yes, of course. Was it really? Yeah, uh, there's only one correct choice when presented with the word direction, and that is, of course, the English-Irish pop boy band One Direction. My first choice actually involved One Direction, too, and I... Uh, yeah, Good thing I changed it. I, I changed it like our middle person didn't really say that ours were the same or anything. Mm. I, I just said I didn't have that much to talk about with that story. That story would have been about how uh, Ariana Grande got hit, <laughs> got hit by a lemon at Coachella and how One Direction gets hit with a lot of stuff uh, on stage apparently. Which I did not cover in my report, so it's uh, an interesting yeah. fact. I'll, I'll, well, that's all I'm going to mention about my first choice uh ariana grande got hit by a lemon at coachella that's a mini report from mini John. mini report a little little extra tidbit uh so yeah the story of one direction is the story of a bronze placed olympian that receives all the fame and glory do you know how the group started i'm sorry what I olympian said, this is the story of a bronze placed olympian that receives third and then he gets all the flame fame and glory I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, that's perfect. I know they were on American Idol or something like that. Well, we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah it's, some, it's actually some the show. first story. In 2010, Niall Horan, Zayn Malik, Liam Payne, Harry Styles, and Louis... Is that Louis or Louis? It's either... It's gotta be Louis, because there's no E. Louis yeah. Tom, Tom Linson auditioned as solo candidates for the x factor which x is factor. the british singing is the british american idol gotcha uh, simon cow's on it simon cow which is also on he's also on the uh the bachelor no what's the singing one called american jersey idol shore. oh yeah, yeah, yeah the singing one jersey shore <laughs> uh so as solo acts they were good but they weren't good enough to get into boys category so there's different categories oh i didn't know that uh, yeah, I didn't know that either. But they weren't good enough to get into that category. So that's when the host, uh, Simon Cowell, and their guest no, uh, guest host or judge. Guest or judge, yeah. yeah. They bring them in. Uh, Nicole Schwarzinger thought of this genius plan of throwing them together <laughs> into a group. Uh, Simon says that it's he came up with the idea in like 10 minutes. He's like, I got the perfect solution around this. Simon's a genius. Simon is a genius, and like this whole boy band thing, it I think it paid off in the he, end. For he's kind of like the uh, Gordon Ramsay of singing. Yes, right, and, and he's it's not everywhere. Just the accent, right? I I was thinking mainly the accent, oh. but also he's like gr- they're both grumpy. Um, yes, yeah, accent probably. Okay, yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so since they were. Since they were not boys anymore, but rather a group of boys, they qualified for the group category. So there was another category wow. for group loophole. Uh, so the boys moved in together to see if they would vibe and get to know and how they would work together and stuff. My guess is they vibed. They vibed well because uh, after two weeks, they performed for the first time together under the name One Direction. 
Uh, apparently, it looked like they had been friends forever, and they just really meshed well. Aww. Uh, Harry Styles has taken credit for the name and none of the other members have made a correction. I think One Direction's a pretty good name. It's alright. Uh, it's kind of random. No, because like... It rolls off the tongue. Five though. different people going in one direction, Ooh, you know? you're right, you're right, you're right. You gotta think explain. about... Wait, are you, are you gonna talk about the gold medalist Olympian thing later? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, cool, cool, cool. It's, it's, it's the next sentence. Oh. Uh, however, they only placed third in the competition. <laughs> oh, we can't say Olympian when it's in a competition. Yeah, you can. I, I was just, thinking like the Olympics. like Yeah, yeah. That's what I wanted you to think. Oh. It was like to intrigue you. And like, ooh, I'm fully invested. I didn't fully know one of them was an Olympian. In the Olympics. Psych. So they, so they got an third. analogy that, yeah, they got third. Who beat them? No one knows. And that's the whole point that the first place didn't get the fame and glory. The third place got it. You're right. I didn't bother looking. The Wikipedia article didn't tell me, so I moved on. It's probably Adele or something. No, but she does come up in this report. What? She's in every report. I love her. Uh, So the glorious run of Neil, Zane, Liam, and Harry came to an end. Or so it would seem. Uh, Somebody accidentally or purposely, I guess since it was leaked, it's on purpose, leaked their song Forever Young. Now, this is a song that would have released had they won the competition. You know how, like, for the Super Bowl, they make two shirts in case whoever wins, they're like, and this is the winner. Here's your T-shirt. They had a celebratory song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Most of them do that. Most singing competitions, like, after the winner's announced, you can go buy their first single on iTunes That makes sense. Like, ride the wave of fame. So someone leaked it, and, like, it blew up on the internet. Um, And then shortly after, it was revealed that the group uh, had signed with Simon Simon Cowell uh, and his record label, Psycho Records, but it's like S Y C O. Oh. Uh, Psycho Records with a contract valued at a hundred million. No, they got third place. Oh, I'm sorry, two million. Oh, that's more. That's more. That's more. Is it? Yeah, that's more than. Okay, but what about in 2010? I don't know. Okay, then we'll move on. Probably. Soon after, a book called One Direction Forever Young, Our Official X-Factor Story was released. So so it's a song that goes, forever young, I want to be forever young. young. It's not that one, though, yeah. (laughs) Do you really want to live forever? Uh, Is that that how the song goes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forever. Forever. No, but that was... I don't remember. Who was that? That was Jay-Z and another guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know. Um, no, that was not kidding, it. Guys. I didn't look it up. <laughs> I didn't do a lot of looking up. We'll jam to it later. We'll jam to it later. Uh, so, yeah, the book was released on February of uh, in February 2011, and it reached the Sunday Times bestseller list. My Dang. guess... Well, Sunday Times. I don't even know who that is. Yeah, I don't know what Sunday Times is. Yeah, me neither. Um, so... That same month, February 2011, uh, they joined other X Factor contestants for a X Factor live tour. So that was their that's first a, time that's touring. A thing? You'll see that there's a lot of things in this report where it's like, oh, that's a money grab. It sounds like Simon really likes these boys and he's doing every single thing to he make can. them popular. He's yeah. pulling all the strings to make them popular. Like, I bet you he leaked the song. That's some favoritism <laughs> level stuff right <laughs> he there. He leaked the song to his own record label, probably. Uh, yeah, probably. Well, he leaked it to the internet, and then people were like, man, I wish they would have won, and then they were like, hey, it's okay, because they're going to sign with me, and they're still going to make Yeah, it. hey, they're working with Simon. Yeah. 
But I mean, uh, at the same time, maybe they didn't win on purpose. Now, this is all conspiracy Ooh, the, the theories. Underdog but story. No, no, he didn't make them win because everyone would have been like, no, that's favoritism. First, you save them from getting eliminated by making them a group, and now you're going to make them win, mm. and now you're going to promote them super hard. Fight through that adversity. Cheater. But now it's like, yeah, the underdog story. Uh, so in September 2011, which is 10 years after 9-11, I don't know why I threw that in there. It's my 9-11 class I'm taking. Yeah, I think you have a whole class on 9-11. It's nuts. Yeah, it's, it's probably the most depressing class I've taken. I think the only class more depressing than that class on campus is... A, a class on birthing? And yeah, but there's also then? there's a history class on the Holocaust. Oh my god. So, what? Yeah. I don't know what kind of people sign up for these. Oh, well, I guess you? I do. Uh to be fair, it was online, and Conspiracy I heard we were going to watch a lot of... Yeah, that's what I figured at the start, because yeah. we were going to watch a lot of documentaries. Um, so, yeah, the group released their iconic debut single. Do you know what it was? I'm, uh, you're bright, you're the world, something like that. That's what makes you beautiful. That's, a, that's right. what makes you beautiful. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, I There's going to be one. a lot of singing on this podcast. Not because we're good singers, but because we like to sing. That's what matters. Speak for yourself. You don't like singing? It's all right. I dance more. Well, they can't see that. In private. Oh. 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 Okay. Stop. Uh, So it quickly climbed the British charts and it reached number one. Uh, It became Sony Music Entertainment's most pre-ordered song. People people pre-order songs? Uh, back in 2011, they do. Get Spotify. <laughs> uh, the subsequent singles, Gotta Be You and One Thing, peaked in the UK single charts top 10. I don't know Gotta Be, but I don't think I know One Thing either, actually. The only thing I thought was, Gotta Get Get. Gotta Get Get. That No, it's Gotta Be You. Gotta, gotta Be, be You. you. <laughs> uh, that's Black Eyed Peas. Sounds like a parody remix. Uh, yeah, so that was in the UK's singles. Uh, top charts or whatever but what about the u.s well the boys signed with columbia records uh north america in 2011 november of 2011 so like two months later uh but it was not until february of 2012 that what makes you beautiful was released in north america and there it uh debuted on billboard 100 and number 28 Uh, that's pretty good well i mean it's pretty good if you consider like it had already been out for a couple months so people already heard it. That's even better. And when it got an official North American release, it only placed at 28, probably because everyone's like, oh, I already, ha- I already heard this song. I don't want to buy it. Yeah, or this true. song's already been played. Oh, I have Spotify. <laughs> yeah. I, I listen to British Spotify. <laughs> I guess it was Pandora around this time. That's true. Uh, so with their U.S. debut, also came a slew of radio promotions as well as touring as the opener for another boy band, BTR. Or as a casuals like to refer to it. Big Time Rush? Big Time Wait, Rush. Really? They were openers for Big Time Rush. I didn't... What? I didn't know Big Time Rush was that much of a band. Because I only remember them from the show. But, I mean, that would have been the concert to go to, dude. It, imagine, like, now, thinking Big Time Rush was opened by One Direction. That doesn't sound right. It, it, it sounds like an alternate universe, right? Yeah, yeah. That's like, not right. It should be... Big Time Rush open for 
One Direction. Yeah, this sounds like something that would have happened on their show in that alternate universe. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, in 2012, they also released their first album, Up All Night. And it was globally released in early 2011. So, it topped charts in 16 countries. I don't know what those are. Is that good? But there's a lot in the EU. That sounds great. 16, yeah. I mean. That's more, it's 16 more than I've ever topped in. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. 15 for me. Wow. As well as the Billboard 200 chart, uh, making it the first British group in U.S. chart history to enter number one for their debut album. That means Dang. they beat the Beatles. Oh, my God. But, again, they already had more recognition from the X Factor show. And the internet, probably. The internet, yeah. The Beatles didn't have the internet. We we did have one girl in high school that really liked One Direction. And, like, she was... She probably single-handedly advertised uh, for One Direction and, like, made them blow up. Like, she was the reason... She's probably the reason why I knew so much about them. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Um, And I know exactly who you're talking about. She will not be named. She will not be named. I think she switched from the... Justin Timberlake, not Justin Timberlake, Justin Bieber train. Yeah, yeah. To yeah, One Direction, yeah. and we gave her flack for it. We're like, you traitor. You hey, left Justin Bieber. She was a nice person, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice but person. she'd be like, no, I didn't leave him. Yeah, nice person. Uh, you think she still likes boy bands, or you think that's something you can grow out of? No doubt. She still likes them. Okay, well. she like She's probably well, really excited for the Jones Brothers comeback. I was as am say, I. The, as the cool I. thing about like these are like you people grew up with them. Uh, I don't have it here, but I think they were all born in 93. Hey, we grew up with uh, Jonas Brothers, though. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Shout out like, to Nick dealing with that diabetes and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I remember that Nick Nickelodeon <laughs> infomercial. That was sad. <laughs> Keep getting sad this episode. Uh, so, uh, it was also the first boy band album to sell 500,000 digital copies in the U.S. But to be fair, NSYNC wasn't around for digital copies to be sold that's true so that's something to consider um so by august it had sold over three million copies worldwide oh my god and this was released when did i say it was released early 2012 so let's say it was released in january february so like in five months it had already sold three million copies that's insane that's the power of boy bands boy bands simon uh, in 2012, One Direction was sued by One Direction. Wait, can you repeat that sentence? In 2012, One Direction was sued by One Direction. Okay, so I heard right. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. confused. Uh, apparently, there was an American band that was using the same name, One Direction, and they've been using it since 2009 and already had two recorded albums. Oh, man. Well, they didn't file for trademark until February of 2011. Which was also the same time that One Direction was in the UK blowing up. Oh. So, yeah, there's a little bit of clues it's, as to why. It's a little shady. It's a little shady. Um, so, the American One Direction argued that the they were entitled to three times 1D's, which is One Direction, 1D. Uh, 1D's profit, as well as $1 million in com- uh, compensatory damages. Compensation. So they wanted three times whatever they made plus a million dollars. That's stupid. Uh, well, Simon Cowell seemed to agree because his record label countered sued, arguing that A1D, American One 
Oh, okay. American. Okay. Uh, was just trying to profit off of the boy's success. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. In September uh, 2012, it was reported that 1D won the legal dispute and that the U.S. Name, uh, ban uh, changed their name to Uncharted Shores. <laughs> oh, y'all go check out Uncharted Shores. Well, I, th- I'll go on and say, and apparently both bands were happy with this outcome. If I was Uncharted Shores, I'd be happy too if we were the band that blew up in the news and tabloids as the band that's suing One Direction, right? That's true. They, like, they, they got publicity of, from this. Sure. But Uncharted Shores is a terrible name. Well, One Direction was taken, Johnny. <laughs> What'd right. you want them to do? <laughs> wow. They they tried. I would have called the band New Direction. Oh, my God. Because they're taking a New Direction. Two, uh, yeah, no, that's better than Two Direction. Yeah, just say right. the names yeah, to me, dude. Good. Um, a word? A word? <laughs> I think that was you, though. It's all good. What did I want? You wanted, um, I don't, I don't know what you wanted. I had a better name, I trust. Uh, so the group w- uh, had a massive 2012 that began with their first headlining tour in the UK in December of 2011. And then from there, they went on to have an Australasian Australian so, Asia, yeah, right, right. that region, Australian, Australasian, Australasian, and North American tours. In all, they the tour had sixty-two shows. That's a lot of shows. Uh, the tour was recorded and it was released as it's a uh, movie, huh? No, this was released as the Up All Night, the live tour. So this is considered a concert film. Yeah, yeah, so a movie. Same thing. That's what it, I meant. It's a movie. Like a documentary. No, it's not a documentary. What? Because they just filmed a performance. Oh, that's it. That's it. There's no documentary oh. aspect. Because um, they do they do a documentary later. Oh. <laughs> uh, it sold one million copies by August 2012. Oh, my God. Yeah, they 2012 was a big year. Uh, they also released their first American book, Dare to Dream, Life as One Direction, in May 2012. I also have to say... Like, the names for all this stuff is, like, you know who your audience is, and it's little girls, and you're, like, dare to dream. Dare to dream. And it's, like, a, those Tumblr quotes? Yes, exactly. Live, love, laugh. Um, their business was valued at $50 million, and they were projected to double their value in 2013. Oh, my God. So, $100 million in 2013. So, what are they worth now? Where are they now? You probably can get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That that should be the the subtitle. So it would be O word, start with a word, end with a story. Oh, but you'll get to that. <laughs> well, give, give me one second. Give me one second. <laughs> um. So, the band closed for the Summer Olympics in London. They sang, uh, "That's what makes you beautiful." In the Olympics, they closed the ceremony in the Olympics. What? Because it was held in London and. Them closing was also the same time where they announced Brazil was going to take over. Ah, you did over. say they performed in the Olympics at the beginning. Olympian. See, there's a lot, wow. of, a lot of layers to this report. You meant to do that. No, I didn't. Shh. I'll admit when I'm wrong. Uh, they also won awards at the 2012 MTV Video Music Awards, uh, taking home three out of six of their nominated, taking home three awards out of their six nominations. Uh, one of them included uh, Best New Artist. By the end of 2012, the band had sold 8 million singles, 3 million albums, and 1 million DVDs. That's all DVDs? Yeah, oh, from the, their, the tour. The tour film. That's crazy. 
but 2012 also marked the release of their second studio album, Take Me Home, which released in November. Uh, the album was a collaborative effort. Each track had an average of five writers. Whoa. Wait, and was it the members of One Direction? I don't Direction? think, no. Oh, it was not the man. members of One Direction. Which, I mean, that makes sense, because like, when you audition for a singing show, you're not auditioning as a songwriter. That's true. You're just doing covers of other songs, right? So I don't yeah. know if they're songwriters, but they're, they're definitely artists. singers. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> they're just a boy band. Don't put words in my mouth. Uh, so it took roughly five months to complete, which is a quick turnaround. I was going to say, that sounds quick to me. Yeah, well, uh, critics praised the album's uh, production quality, but felt it felt rushed. Like it was done in five months or something. And would that you say, they had a team of writers on it. Would you something. say it was big time rushed? It was big time. <laughs> uh, so the album's lead single was Live While We're Young, which was released a month before the album in September. Uh, it reached top 10 in almost every country, and it was followed by an equally impressive track, Little Things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that one. So like this happens a couple times where critics are like, eh, it's all right. But like it blows up. It blows up anyways. Yeah, that's, who cares about critics? That's what I'm saying. Like, no one cares what the they're critics have to money. say. They're getting that money. They're getting that. I don't care that you didn't like it. I just sold a million copies here's of a, a movie. Here's a million dollars. Leave me alone. They, yeah. They're uh, probably nice guys. Yeah, I think they are. Uh, I didn't get into their philanthropy because it was already a long report, but they had a whole section on the Wikipedia really? page. So that's how you know it's good stuff. Shout out to One Direction for their philanthropic uh, endeavors. Endeavors. Uh, so by its first week of the, the album sold 540,000 copies up all night and take me home. were number three and number four of the best selling albums in 2012 globally, each selling over 5 million units worldwide. These are big numbers. Yeah. Can you guess what number one and number two are? Where what? What are you talking about? Like the name of the albums or something? Yeah. Because I already told you num- they were number three and number four of best-selling albums. Can um, you guess one number one number two? Uh, 2012. Here we go. And it, oh, Let's see. Jason Derulo. No. Oh. Uh, one more guess. Akon? Akon? We're in 2000. I don't. We're in don't, 2012, dude. I don't dude. know. Like I'm Wait, Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber. Katy Perry. Justin Bieber was number six or seven, I think. <laughs> no, number one was Adele's classic Twenty One. Oh, I should. Have and that. number two was Taylor Swift's "I'm Not Country Anymore." Red. <laughs> Wait, is that the real title? No, it's just called Red. Oh, okay. Get but it. that was her first popular album, I guess. Gotcha. Uh, also, uh, so someone can go fix the Wikipedia page because on billboards they said that, um, number four was not "Take Me Home." Number four was Mumford and Sons' "Babel." And that take uh, take me home was number five. Ooh. So that's a little. I did some research on that one. <laughs> uh, so One Direction performed Little Things at the 2012 Royal Variety Performance in presence of the Queen of England, Elizabeth. <laughs> that's a terrible accent. <laughs> well, yeah, I already have to deal with my American accent, my Mexican accent. I can't add another one. I'm sorry, no more. My Indian accent that's offensive. I didn't I didn't mean I didn't mean Vietnamese accent, which is offensive to you. Yeah, maybe. Most Vietnamese not just you. Not specifically. Yeah, my parents would probably be hurt by it too. Uh they don't like me anymore. Uh 
Uh, and they also headlined for a sold-out show at New York City's Madison Square Garden, which that's oh apparently God. a big thing, Madison Square These Garden. dudes were younger than us now. Uh, 2012, they were born in 93. Is that, Were they born in 93? Are yeah, you yeah, telling yeah. me? Yeah, I'm telling you. Do uh, quick so, math. like, what, 7 to 7. Yeah, they were 19. They were 19. One of them ended up with having a child with one of the judges when he was on the show. Wait, really? Yeah, Liam... Ended up having a baby with one of his judges from the X Factor. He was 14 at the time, and there's a 10-year gap. So when he was 14 on the show, she was 24. Is this? Are you gossiping or is this real? No, this is real. Wait, I, who, I, I researched this too. Who was the 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 judge? Her name was Cheryl or something. Cheryl. Uh, Harry. That was one of the fun facts. Harry Styles actually had a crush on her on the show, but Liam was the one who ended up with her. <laughs> what yeah crazy stuff that's right? illegal so now she's 33 and he's 23, 23. yeah oh my or the time God. that that article is written that's insane it is insane it's more insane when you think he was 14 and she was 24 and this was liam when they met yeah why, why don't people talk about this uh I, I think they all keep a pretty private life oh my i feel like more people should be freaking out about this like i am no, they're both over the age of 18 now, so it's fine. But he had a kid when he was 14? Mm-mm. No, this was recently when he was, like, 23. Oh, okay. Okay, that's different. That's, like, now. You, you said, like, on his on the show while... No, not on the show. Like, after the show, he went back okay. and was like, hey, I really liked you on the show. Okay. And then they started dating. Okay, that's different. I mean, it's weird, the fact that... He was 14 and she was 24. Yeah. And that's the first time they met. And then it's like, we're going to get married. Okay. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. They're of age. Everything's legal. Yeah. Yeah. That's all legal. That's it's just a little weird. That's though. what I was saying. Like people should be freaking out when he's 14 and she's 24. Okay. I mean, it's still weird. Like, yeah, I met, I met your mom when I was 14. Yeah. But and she was 24. A 14 year old cannot make the same decisions a 23 year old can. Yeah, that's yeah. why that was freaky. Okay, we good, we good, we cleared it up. Find it. We okay. cleared it up. Oh look, I do have one sentence on their philanthropy work. As part of their involvement with the UK charity, One Direction traveled to Ghana to volunteer at a children's hospital, visit schools, and make donations. I bet you they fulfill so many like Make a Wish wishes. You think? Not, not more than the Rock. Uh, not, not as many rock. as John Cena. John Cena. That's yep. it. Our boy holds the record. Uh, so One Direction embarked on their second concert tour in February 2013, the Take Me Home Tour. Uh, the concert tour consisted over 100 shows in Europe, North America, and Australasia. Australasia. Uh, ticket sales reached 300,000 within the day of release in the UK and Ireland. That's insane. Again. That's a lot of money. Um it was both critically and commercially successful, selling 1,635,000 tickets from the 134 shows. Wait, how much? How many tickets? About 3 million? 1 million. No, 1 million. Oh. 635,000. So 1,600,000. I'm like, kind okay, of sure. Okay. Imagine if, so let's say each ticket was 100 bucks. That's well over 100 million. 100, yeah. 160 like million. million. Yeah, good maths. That's yeah, but they also have to pay to go to the venue and stuff like that. But still, take off the six hundred million. It's still six a hundred million. Well, that's oh what they were supposed God. to be valued at, right? 
That's true. You did say it was a hundred million, right? Yeah, they went from fifty million to a hundred million. Dang, it looks like we, our math was perfect. That's we what I'm saying. Out. I do my research. I fact check. I account accounting. <laughs> uh, the group filmed a documentary called One Direction. This is us in 3D. Yeah, no, I remember that. I remember yeah, that it being in 3D. I was like, what? That's Why? right. One D was going 3D. That's a joke I wrote. <laughs> you could laugh <laughs> at this good. point. Feel free to laugh. Uh, the film featured the song, best song ever, and we danced all, all night to the best, best song ever, uh, which was the leading single off their third album, Midnight Memories. Midnight Memories, okay. Yeah. The film uh, grossed over 60 million worldwide, and the song broke the 24-hour Vivo record with 10.9 million views on YouTube. I think that means that they got 10.9 million views in 24 hours on YouTube. That's crazy, too. Well, they held the previous record for, um, what was the first song? Now What Makes You Beautiful? Little Things, maybe? Little Things. Uh, one of those, it was like 8 point something, and this one they got 10.9. And then Psy came on in and like destroyed it. Yeah, yeah. This is old. old Shout stuff, out to Uh <laughs> They announced uh, their first stadium tour, and that was going to be called Where We Are. Where we are tour. Oh, that's it. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought like, you were going to say something else. Is it where we are something tour? Where we no, are it's now. Just where we are tour. Uh, for April of 2014. In May, they announced their Office Depot partnership for a limited edition capsule collection of back to school supplies. Some of the proceeds would be given to anti bullying programs. You know, s- our girl already had all that back to school supplies. <laughs> I was going to say, that's the lamest partnership ever. It's like Office people out here, like LeBron's, like, I partnered with Nike, and like these dudes, I partnered with Office Depot. But, but let's be real, these dudes made way more money. So, did you know that when LeBron was in high school? And everyone was like, this guy's going to be an awesome athlete or you whatever. You were about to say he turned down that uh, Reebok yes, deal. Yes, he huh? turned down that Reebok deal. It was like That's $100 insane. million. It was 100 he was a million. poor kid in Chicago. And he's like, no, I don't think I'm going to take this Reebok deal because there's going to be better things Well, for I think it was $10 million or something like that. It, it's, it was a lot. It was, I'll take a million. And then he was like, no, uh, because he had to think more about that one deal. He had to think he about what all deal. the deals. He knew Nike was coming. So I think he ended up with like a hundred million total value with like Nike. Well, I, I I think that's the one he was waiting for, Nike. Yeah, dude. He. Yeah. Anyway, that boy's rich too. That takes that takes some chutzpah because I don't know if I would do it. I think I would have broke at one million offer. He said, well, he, "Is it one or ten? Either but, way, he was like, okay, nah. but imagine me and Reebok and being like, did <laughs> did we just get curved by?" <laughs> 18 year, old? 18 year old kid Reeboks over here like are we that bad <laughs> why do people hate Reebok so much uh, so the band decided to celebrate their fans on a day called 1D Day which is a number away from D-Day <laughs> I love they did that on purpose I, I guess 1D uh, Day 1D Day was on November 23rd 2013 uh, and I think D-Day was in December so it doesn't really it's not okay cool 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 uh, it was a seven and a half hour live stream where the band did some live performances and uh, famous British celebrities like Simon Cowell uh, also guest made guest appearance. Uh, fans could interact with the band via Google Hangout Plus or Google Plus Hangout. That's uh, a dead app uh, now. People use Google Hangout? The, that's probably the most action that ever got because <laughs> it's dead. Uh, two days later, Midnight Memories was released. So, 
was it really for the fans or was it promotional for the new album or promotion for google hangout it's a weird crossover <laughs> dude uh it debuted at number one in the u.s and uk this album was described as edgier with a slighter rockier tone Ooh, edgy 1d with that rock music. 1d edge it's like they're getting older and like they talk about sex because they're edgy now and one that has a kid with a judge. Well, I don't think it was too edgy because I think didn't I tell you one of the songs from this list was like best song ever. Oh, that song was in there. Yeah, yeah, not very edgy. Also, not very rocky. But we'll keep moving on. Uh, in December twenty thirteen, the This Is Us three D movie went on D- DVD and Blu Ray, and it ended up selling two hundred seventy thousand copies within three days in the UK. You're throwing a lot of numbers at me, and these mean nothing. They're just really big. Yeah, yeah, they're big. Uh, they beat uh, Michael Jackson's movie. There you go. This that puts some reference to it. That's insane. Uh, or This Is It from 2010. They sold more copies than him. Quicker. Did it beat his uh, new documentary that's Did out? It beat it. Beat it. Be, be leaving Wonderland. We're not going to talk about it. That's heavy, too. This will be our heavy. This will be our edgier. <laughs> this is an edgy, our edgy podcast. Uh, in 2014, the group announced another concert film, One Direction, Where We Are. What was it? What was the other name? Where we, where we. The other one was "This Is Us" and "This Is Where We Are." It's a lot about finding ourselves. It just sounds like like Facebook updates. It's like, uh, this is where we are now. Um, so like, this is us. Uh, at our concert. (laughs) Um, also like, nobody else makes this many films, like concert films. That's it's insane. It's three. You said you said Harry came up with the One Direction name? Yeah. He definitely didn't come up with the documentary names. No. Some trash. That was the marketing team or something. That was Simon, probably. Um, so, Where We Are would have a limited international cinema release in October, and it would only be open for two days. I remember that, I think. I remember like seeing that commercial on TV. Like, for two days only, One Direction, Where We Are. Where are we? <laughs> it should be where are we, right? Now, where we are. Where we are. No, no, that's like saying, like, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is where we are. But it's just an awkward thing to say. You think it'd be better if it's like, where are we? Yeah, One Direction, where are we? <laughs> that sounds way better. More interesting, at least. Uh, it would release in November, um, home release. In September, they released their first autobiography called Who We Are. <laughs> <laughs> Again trash names I, that's what i'm saying uh the fourth album which was named four they're not they're getting Leave less it. and less creative. they just need to let harry name everything yeah the that's why he trash. went solo just because <gasps> spoilers did he go solo uh the fourth album four was announced in september uh so there's a lot of stuff getting announced in september to get people excited a track from the album was available was made available for free for 24 hours. So you could download Ooh, it for free off their website teaser. for 24 hours. Yeah. Uh, this album, the album's lead single was Steal My Girl. And it was released. Uh, and it was shortly followed by the second album, Nights. Oh, my God. The album's lead single was Steal My Girl. And then after that, they released a second album single, Night Changes. And then album four was released in November 17, 2014. Sorry, there's a lot of words here. It's a lot of albums. 
No, they're album singles. Oh, they're yeah, singles yeah, off yeah, albums. Yeah. They're gotcha, tracks yeah. from the albums, but I don't know why I decided to list. They the basically listen all of them, or like release all of them. Yeah, uh, and it topped the charts, unsurprisingly. Yeah, of course. Uh, the group was riding high until March twenty fifth, twenty fifteen. On that accursed day, Zayn Malik announced that he would be departing from the band. He was the actual edgy one. Yeah, he was a bad boy. Yeah, then he got a buzz cut. He got the buzz cut. He started getting neck tattoos and stuff. He was edgy. He dyed his hair. The best day ever. Edgy, like that edgy. This is the worst day ever. (laughs) Um, So yeah, he ended up leaving the band. Uh, To a lot of people, this would be the signal for the end. Everyone's cool about it though, right? I thought all the other members like, yeah, it's chill. We knew he was leaving. The group admitted that the decision had made them angry at first. Never mind, I'm wrong. Uh, but they decided to press on as a four-member group. Uh, Zane went on to find solo success with his edgier, more pillow adult talk. pillow talk. Yeah. So that's what you were talking edgy. about. Edgy. Uh, and he also had his own album released too, but we'll move on. Uh, on July 31st, 2015, the group released Drag Me Down out of nowhere. There was no promotion or anything. They just dropped it um this would also be their first project without zane uh as well as marking their announcement of the fifth album made in the am uh after its release they announced that they would take a break in 2016 yeah made in the am so this is july 2015 and then they're like yeah we're gonna do all this stuff but in 2016 we're gonna just take a, a hiatus take a break uh so the album was released on november 13th and at the American Music Awards in November, 1D won Artist of the Year for the second year in a row. Uh, so the boys said that the break would only last around 18 months and that they would be back. So their last performance together was this television performance uh, on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. And then after that, in January, so now we're in January 2016, U.S. Weekly reported that the hiatus was not a break, but a permanent split. Uh, a source claimed that nobody in the group wanted to renew their contract Uh, so this was of course denied by One Direction representatives and they gave the following statement nothing has changed regarding hiatus plans for the group and all will be uh, revealed in due time from the band members own mouths in May 2017 all members of the group had released solo singles (laughs) so it's not looking good but there was still no confirmation of a split yeah, they all release their own stuff. Well, all four, because Zane already released his own. That's true. He, he had a head start. Uh, so, at the 2017 Brit Awards, One Direction won the Video of the Year Award for their song History. And only Liam went up to accept the award on the behalf of the band. Oh, he was man. By Sad. So, you know he was the one. Like They say, oh, everyone wanted to split up. But, you know, he was the one that was like... Guys, but I kind of still want to do no, it. No, I think he was the most mature one about it. I think the one that really wanted to stay in it was uh, Lewis. Lewis Tillman or whatever. He's the one, the Scottish one. So I looked up, like, who is the group or whatever. Who is the leader? Because, like, I don't know a lot about him. Uh, this is um, Harry. No, actually. Oh, I thought people liked Harry. There was no official leader. But um, when they were on X Factor, everyone joked, like, yeah, Lewis is the captain or whatever. Oh. But, like, now he's older and you watch interviews and he's like, yeah. I still think it was the wrong decision, but I think it's because he's the 
the he, least popular. He wasn't done making that money. He wasn't done, and he's not making enough by himself. Who's, who's that? So wait, who's it? So Zane's really popular. Zane is popular. Harry's, Harry's really popular. popular. Liam's pretty popular. Oh, who's Liam? Which was Liam? And then there's Neil. Liam. Neil. Yeah, or Nail. Nile. 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 Nile's pretty popular. Like those two have their also make their own solos, but the slowest guy, I didn't even know. Like if you look up a picture is, is of him, is the one with the brown hair? Brown hair, kind of big head. It's like brushed down over his face like this, and he's super, super skinny. He's got a beard. Skinny. Yeah. Okay, I think I know you're talking about. Like I didn't know who. Um, really, I thought it was just Harry, Zane, and Liam. I thought it was three of them. Wait, who's who's Liam? Who's Liam, Liam Payne. Liam Payne. Oh, he's the one, the blonde one. The blonde one. So yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so. Now the band never made an official statement, even though they said, "All oh, will be revealed." Wait till now, time. It's 2019. Yeah, they still haven't. I know you would think that 18 month break would be over by now. But <laughs> after 18 months, you would yeah. think that's how that works. 24 months, 25 months it's later. One Direction. Uh, so, so they never made an official statement, but I mean, the members have definitely moved on, except for Lewis. Yeah. He's holding oh, on to Lewis. Uh, so my theory: this is all. Just speculation at this point. Oh no! Omar just turned off his phone. He's That's going off the know, cuff. Serious. I'm it's going off, the, off cuff the record. Here we go. This off the dome. I think that they're gonna make a comeback. When? Like Jonas Brothers, come back when everyone's not expecting it, and then blow up. I just want to mention that the Jonas Brothers came back, and they still left out that fourth brother. Well, yeah. Why would you bring him back? He was, <laughs> he never, was never there. there to start. He was never, never yeah. there to bring back. It's a reunion, not a reunion plus an addition. That's true. Anyways, um, I think. But my question to you is: Do you think there's room for them to come back? I mean, Jonas Brothers—they came back and it worked, but that's because they were gone for so long. But now we have K-pop boy bands who are like super more successful. Okay, they have to be. If they come back, they have to actually be edgy. It's because the kids that knew them are now like older. Right. So it has to be edgier music, like pillow talk, not like best day ever. You know, that's not edgy. So if they come back edgy, I think they have room in this market. My other theory was that Jonas Brothers stole their thunder. Like, I'm sure they were planning like, all right, let's get it back <laughs> out there. And then Jonas Brothers dropped and they're like, what? <laughs> they said they said we're about to come out in in a, in a week, and then Jonas Brothers comes. I was like, hold up. Yeah, Harry's gone. Abort, abort. <laughs> like they can't, they can't just. Uh, they can't do know. it now. Now you have no, to wait so. at least five, six more years. I don't know about that. I think I think year. so. In no, the... I think Jonas Brothers are gonna be relevant for maybe the next two years, and then after that, you need some time for it to die down. Oh, you need you you're saying the Jonas Brothers have to go away first? I think the Jonas Brothers have to die before the One Direction could rise again like a phoenix from the ashes. Don't say that because like, there's some crazy fans out there that are going to go kill the Jonas Brothers now. <laughs> like your mom. It's the cult of Omar. <laughs> your mom's probably really into One Direction. I mean, yeah. I didn't I didn't know them. Uh, their story's interesting, I guess. It, it really it felt like a lot of merchandising. You they, know? Oh, they made their money. They dipped. They like, they made money not on one platform. Like, a lot of artists would be like, yeah, we'll release albums. Like, this is our moneymaker. Mm-hmm. And touring, touring's a big moneymaker for them. That's what I heard. But, yeah, like, they went... That's what J. Cole said. They went touring, money, I mean... Merchandise. Merchandise, and then... Uh, Movie. Albums, and then movies. Like, that's insane. And now Solo. And it was, 
It was so repeatedly too. It was like from 2011 to 2016, they didn't have a break. That's the power of Simon. That's the power of Simon. Yeah, I guess. What but, does Simon Cowell do other than judge that? I think show? he was a music producer, right? I don't know. I think he's like a DJ Khaled. Like, yeah. You're telling me Simon Cowell is DJ Khaled? I would say Simon Cowell is a DJ Khaled of 20. Of Britain? Of the 2010s. Let's see. I'm going to see what Simon Cowell does because I I honestly don't. Like, now I know he's a producer. I just know of him as a judge on these shows. Um, Let's see. Simon Cowell. He's an English television music and talent show judge. A&R executive, businessman, talent manager. So he doesn't he doesn't actually do he's music, not even a producer, I guess. No. No, he he's just an executive, businessman, talent manager, TV producer, critic and entrepreneur. So he just finds talent. That's I, all he I'm does. guessing he's famous cuz he said, "Hey, I have an idea for a show. It's called American Idol." I guess so. So he's just an entrepreneur. Yeah. So like what makes me he's very similar to us in a lot of ways no musical talent <laughs> rich beyond belief <laughs> that's so us no i see your point yeah that's weird but uh yeah that's all i have on one direction wow i wonder what they're doing right now what do you think one direction is doing right now i will individually okay i, I guess uh i know harry harry's the definitely the most successful of the, the everyone is he Yes, he is the most successful. Followed by Zayn. Oh, yeah. He's uh, super successful, too. Honestly, I feel like after Zayn left, Harry is like, I, we could leave. <laughs> so <laughs> could... I feel like after that, and after they're like, well, we don't have Zayn or Harry. It's like, we don't have anything. <laughs> so let's just drop. Then, then uh, who's it? Liam? Who's the leader? Yeah. Who's it Liam? No, Lewis. Lewis. Lewis is standing like, guys, if you stop me, I'm the leader. I can lead us to Lewis the top like, of the charts. We still have each other, and that's all that matters. And they're like, grow up, Lewis. <laughs> Lewis, stop. Lewis, just leave. Yeah, so Harry's probably working on an album. I don't know. Um, you know, I really don't know. Because the thing is, like, since they audition as a solo act, they've always wanted to be solo acts, you know? Well, that's not true. Maybe they just didn't know... Like, they didn't know other people to become a group act, even though that's what they wanted. No, I think Zane's gone on the record saying, like, no, I auditioned as a solo act. I wanted to be a solo act. So <laughs> I just I'm did that for the act. money. Yeah. So I'm looking at the faces now, so I could, like, put some faces to it. So, Lewis is the leader. You're saying Lewis is the leader? Well, that's what they said when they were kids on the show. Because there's not really a leader. Isn't he old? Isn't he, like, way older than no, they, they were all, like, born in 93, I think. Is that true? I think so. Uh, I thought, I thought he was, like, a lot he older. He might have been older. He might be 83, 1980. I could be wrong. But, like, yeah, Zane's, Zane's being real edgy right now. Like, he's real edgy. I bet you he's... What, what's, he, what's an edgy thing to do? I think he's pillow talking. I don't know what he's doing right now. But I hope, I hope they're doing well. I'm sure they're doing a lot better than us sitting in a closet. <laughs> recording a podcast with with your clothes right hidden behind these blankets no no i push them all the way to the back oh so i wouldn't see them yeah they're doing better than us that's for sure but simon cowell he's probably doing the same exact thing yes simon, that would, i would believe that yeah he's definitely sitting in the closet lewis is probably closer onto our level <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah zane though nah he's too cool for us so what a weird episode dude we went from <laughs> womanhood moms to girlhood 
you know? That's true. We're two That's different true. spectrums right there. We hit the whole spectrum. One one woman, I mean, all these One Direction kids, they were birthed from their mothers. They're probably moms now, too. That's something. No. That's... A few of them? Some no. of them are moms. That judge is a mom. <laughs> That's true. Cheryl? Yeah, Cher? Cheryl. Cher? Cherry? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know her name. Uh, but, uh... Yeah, this will conclude this podcast. I mean, unless you got any announcements to make. Um, tune in next week for our next one. Yeah. And let's see how long we can keep this up. Um, there's a, it was almost a struggle for this one, but we this made it. This one was a struggle. It's it's getting close to the end of the school s- semester, and it's like everything's due. Yeah, so including we this podcast. Yeah. I probably spent too much time on this. I prioritize this podcast over my classes, so when I don't walk across the stage for graduation... I'll be like, yeah, put the podcast. But have you guys heard our podcast? And they'll say yes, and that's why you're not getting it. And it'll it. be all worth it. We'll see. We'll see. Well, let's see if we uh, make it to next week. Uh, we'll see what happens. All right. Bye, guys. See ya. See ya.